Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Echo Nest, the podcast. I'm your host, Warren Sharp. I'm driving solo back to work, uh, and I thought I would uh, turn on the old Anchor app and get to posting, posting some updates and stuff. So I hope you all are doing well out there in radio land. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a, a very lame joke, but I had fun with it. Um, I hope you did too. Oh my gosh. The way people drive, um, it's, it's upsetting to say the least. Um, okay. So anyway, it's been a minute and, uh, let's see here. Not a whole lot to update on with uh, any any musical project or anything or even the um even any like pedal builds or anything like that um been been taking it pretty pretty easy um even with all of that though there's still been some fun things so let's get into them um let's i guess all right so starting off uh echo nest news which I feel is increasingly rare on these fucking, these podcasts. So some Echo Nest news is, uh, our recording stuff is, um, slow, but moving along. Um, we have tracked almost all the drums for our, uh, for the full length that we're working on. Um, as of right now, we're looking at a six-song uh, release, but it'll be over 30 minutes. So, you know, not like a... Well, it'll be a, you know, technically a full length, right? <clears throat> um, full length in uh, streaming, the eyes of uh, uh, streaming stuff at the very least. And, uh, yeah, um, but we're working on that. Uh, so we've been, we've been tracking drums. We, we tracked, uh, one song is completely done. Um, and that was the plan, uh, was to do one song all the way through and just make sure it was good and then move on to the next songs, uh, trying to do them in, uh, smaller batches. We ended up doing drums for four songs uh, four, four more songs in uh, 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 over a two-day period, um, and then we are going to track the final song, which is the longest song and the, the longest and the most complex song. Uh, planning on doing that one over a weekend um, because it's recording. You know, uh, I mean. Uh, how many times can you play in uh, so it's a, it's an it's an over 8 minute song um it, it's it's it, it's almost the length of three tunes so uh it feels like that one's just going to be such a that's going to be a, an immense project um <clears throat> but I'm excited for it I'm I'm debating whether or not any of the the really long tunes should be broken up into parts um I don't think so uh I mean 
some of them have kind of like clear spots where they could be broken and that might be kind of a, a, an interesting listen but I don't know um, maybe something that we will all talk about uh, but anyway yeah so those are, are going really well I'm still really excited when I whenever I listen to the one song that we tracked all the way through uh, I think the mix is fantastic on it I think the, the, the tones that we got on it are fantastic and I think the little extra things that we did, the keys, uh, some sub drops, um, just really sound great and add a, a really cool life to this like proggy fucking jazz fusion odyssey tune. So I'm really excited to start tracking more of the tunes. Um, for anyone listening uh, to this at any point, I suppose. Um, we are recording uh, with Walter Stanley, uh, we uh, of, of of Frontside Fame. Um, we are, I think, we are the first real project he's recording. Um, I think he's done a few bands before this that have uh, just kind of come in to do some stuff, but I'm not sure if any of that even got released. So. I, th- I believe this is the first, uh, the first big, this is the first big project. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really in love with the sound of his studio space. Uh, it's, it's, it, it reminds me of just things I grew up listening to that I love. Uh, there's like a, there's a, a room character that, um, not that it's identical or even sounds similar to something I know, it's the fact that there is room character, and I really appreciate that. Um, I don't really like the, the dry sound, and then adding a beautiful reverb after that, like, that's cool, but it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just done, it's done so much, and I think it's, like, it's been done to death in the, I think the, the, in like the genty kind of genre that Echo Nest can kind of, uh, lay some, uh, like, I think we kind of fit in that a bit. Um, and I, I'm, <clears throat> I don't know. It sounds really nice, but it's just, everything has that polished sound. And I want things to sound good, but I'd like there to be some character to it. So we're trying to track this, and we're a small band. I feel like a small band is supposed to have that kind of vibe too. So I wanted to track at a studio and wanted to track with uh, with real guitar amps and everything, and like like not even reamping it, like just doing everything in the room. Just see if we can do it. The only thing we're not doing that, but. Uh, with is a uh, bass but we do have a clean uh bass di and it might be interesting to actually reamp that um to get some bass amp sounds but i don't know um i think that's uh the way that the bass is like the the role that that keith plays in echo nest is he's he's the cat at the cash register while me and Mike are going off doing shit, Keith is there holding everything down. So, um, like, my rhythm guitar tracks even are, uh, 
Well, in a very kind of classic thing, are tracked after the bass is tracked. But I try to, even if I uh, had done something different or whatever, I try to follow Keith as much as possible because the rhythm guitar is supposed to be um, an extension. In, in Echo Nest, is an extension of the bass. Of, of, of the bass. Uh, we're just the... And this is might even just be nonsense that everybody knows, but it's the way that I like to think about the band. But I'm really excited to get this all done. Um, it's, it's been really fun. I need to start thinking about keyboard parts and everything for uh, more of the tracks. Um, we got Cameron Fitzpatrick to do keys um, for uh, for the song that we had um, that we already finished. It sounds fantastic. Played on an actual vintage Juno. It's just, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so we're kind of just trucking along with that. Taking our time. Um, and yeah, you know, just having a, having a good time. Um, kind of in the same boat with As Oceans. Uh, we've been tracking a single, or rather we're... Uh, we've been mi- having a, a single mixed, and uh, I think we're pretty much at the end of that. We actually haven't gotten our our update on that in a while, but truth be told, I don't think any of us have have uh, bothered the studio. I, I um I feel like I'm I'm talking shit. I'm not talking shit. And that's why I'm I'm just you know it's just it is what it is, right? I am trying to skirt around the person's name now because I feel like I'm I feel like it might be construed like I'm. Like, I'm dissatisfied with what's going on. Um, I guess I'm totally not. So, or I'm, I'm not dissatisfied. So let's clear that. I'm actually very happy with how that's coming along. Uh, but we're working with Jose Gonzalez out of uh, Sanford, North Carolina, um, recording that. And he's been doing an amazing job. Um, and uh, I think we're at, um, I think we're at our fifth mix of that. And it's been a little tough kind of getting that figured out, especially for me. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a big metal head. So I'm kind of listening to stuff with a different set of ears and things sound a little strange to me, but I don't know when I listen to, when I compare it to other, you know, other big name tunes and everything, I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here, but I'm really excited for that. I, I think we're pretty much at the end of having that thing figured out and, uh, yeah, we'll be moving on from there, which is pretty exciting to me. Last bit of news is um, did a show with the Pseudo Cowboys, which is uh, Keith's main band, and um, it's always fun playing with. Whoa, a loud car! It's always fun playing with those guys, though. Um, uh, Pseudo Cowboys is a really great band. Um, I I. I don't I don't know exactly why I, I feel this way um, but I when people ask me about the band I just say it's it's a combination of like Aerosmith and Prince I'm not sure how accurate the Aerosmith thing is um, but I don't know it just it reminds me of Aerosmith songs that I know it kind of has that vibe as opposed to like Zeppelin or or, or ACDC or something. There's, I don't know, there's something like, I guess, more specifically American about the style of rock that they're doing, and that's why I uh, associate it that way. 
And truth be told, that's all music I really dig. And I love just playing a six string and just playing some chords, playing some sick riffs. There's a few like Thin Lizzy kind of uh, riffs uh, throughout the songs that are just like that's some of my favorite stuff to listen to and to play. So yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I got to play a show with them. We played a really cool joint down in Aberdeen, North Carolina, and it's called the Neon Rooster. Very hip place. I uh, can't recommend it uh, enough at this moment. And um, I gotta get Econess down there because I think it'd be really fun. It's it's out of the way and whatever, but I think if we got we got on there with with some bands and stuff, I think we we we'd do all right. Um, let's see. Well, I don't know. That's how I think all the major life updates. Um, kind of just a weird little episode to kind of get back in. I guess I'll, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just post this even though it's short. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, thinking about some other stuff that I can do, um, for, uh, for episode ideas and stuff. So I'd love to hear from y'all, um, as always, and you can find, uh, for any, uh, topics, uh, just find Echonest on any of the social media things. It's probably the easiest way. Um, I love talking about music theory. Um, I love talking about um, electronics, even though I don't know a whole lot like audio circuitry. I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, maybe there's some cool guitar questions that could be asked about that stuff. Maybe I can actually answer something. But um, yeah, whatever. Uh, Well, thanks so much for listening. And uh, find me on all the social medias catch on the next one later on well hello there and welcome to another episode of Econest the podcast I'm your host Warren Sharp um thanks for uh thanks for listening to the last episode there we go we're getting into it now um but thank you so much for listening to the last episode I think it was kind of a short one stop moving around back there um a bunch of gear moving in the back we'll get to that in a moment I'm trying to think if there's any quick updates from, uh, I think the last episode was a couple weeks ago or so, and, uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything, at least nothing too crazy, um, but anyway, yep, there it goes, there it goes, um, so, uh, <laughs> just, just a bunch of shit falling over in the back of my car, um, I'm off to a gig, not an Echoness gig, um, those, those pretty much don't happen anymore. Uh, maybe one day they will happen again, but right now they're just not fucking happening. <laughs> um, uh, if anyone has kept up with the podcast, you'll know that we did have a lot of gigs, and then we suddenly didn't have a whole lot of gigs. Um, and uh, but that's a story f- from a past time that you can. Uh, the, the episode, I, I believe the episode is just called uh, Nightmare Gig or something. It's it's probably from this one. Um, probably only a few episodes back, even though it happened a couple months ago. Oh, man, that stuff is really moving back there. All right, so, um, well, I keep talking about it. So let's, uh, why do I have a bunch of gear in the back? Um, 
Well, doing a, almost an Echoness gig, uh, doing a pseudo cowboys gig. Uh, pseudo cowboys is um, uh, the band that Keith, the bass player for Echonest, um, that's that's his um, uh, his main band, the band that he's been in for. Uh, uh, I actually don't know how long, but much longer than he's been in Echonest. Um, Echonest is the other band, you know. So whatever. Um, trying to make it sound like he's cheating on Pseudo Cowboys with that with with Echonest. Uh, but once you explain the joke, it's not funny. Wow, and that person just decided to come out as slow as possible. Um, that was amazing. The way people drive, am I right? So, Pseudo Cowboys tonight. Um, we're playing at the poorhouse. Oh no! I yawn. Great for podcasting. So the two thirds of Echoness is going to be on stage tonight. Um, pretty exciting. Um, however, uh, Keith plays in, in, in that band. I, I just play a six string, so I'm just hanging out and having a good time. But Keith still has to play something weird. Can't just hang out with a bass. He has to play a bass six. Uh, some, uh, it's a, a Gretsch something, uh, Gretsch baritone or Gretsch short scale bass something that uh, he had modified into a fucking basic. So, you know, you just can't... He can't leave well enough alone, I guess, there. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Pseudo Cowboys is a, a really fun band for me to play in. Um, it, uh, it really scratches um, this, like, rock and roll... And even like this uh, Prince, Prince style uh, uh, kind of songwriting and, and textures and, and guitar playing um, that doesn't get scratched for sure in Echo Nest, but really not in many bands uh, that I've ever played in. And and I really love like I really love stuff like that, uh, especially anything that is like remotely Thin Lizzy kind of guitar playing any kind of, like, fun, just big old power chords I can do, followed by some nice single note lines, and especially if I can harmonize them, <laughs> and, uh, I'm very lucky that they don't, um, immediately, uh, throw away any of my harmony ideas, um, I'm not really in the band, um, uh, I guess I don't really have to say really, in, you know, I don't have to be strange about it either, um, so I'm just kind of filling in, their normal guitar player has some other gigs going on, and, uh, so unfortunately he can't make it, uh, so I'm going to be filling in for him tonight, and then tomorrow, uh, we're going to be playing again, um, in Raleigh, and, uh, I think he's supposed to be joining, well, uh, the plan is he's supposed to be joining us for that, unfortunately I believe he had food poisoning earlier in the week, so I guess we'll just see how that goes, um, I'm sure he's, um, like, I, I bet he's well enough to do one gig this weekend, but uh, hopefully he'll be able to make it for the other one, because um, the other one's the two-hour gig, and it'd be really nice to have him there for that. Anyway, I'm rambling about how I don't want to be the, the, only, um, the, only other, the only other guitar player in the band. Uh, oh, and that's also one of the more fun things. Um... Pseudo Cowboys, so when I play with them, I'm usually filling in, 
uh, for Dominic. And, um, but however, we did do a gig about a year ago, actually, um, where I, I just joined their normal four piece. Um, they, they were playing, uh, about an hour long set at the, um, what is it? Uh, at the, at the North Carolina state fair. And, uh, it's a really big stage and, um, uh, they wanted, they wanted just more bodies on the stage to kind of fill it out. Uh, so I, I joined them, um, that night, which was really awesome because we had three guitar players on stage, which is very fucking cool to me. And, um, so that's the plan for tomorrow is to have three guitar players on stage. I just, I love it. It's so great. <laughs> it's such a gnarly thing. So, um, yeah, but what I'm doing right now is I'm heading over to my practice space to pick up a particular cabinet, uh, speaker cap. I'm grabbing my, um, one of my angled cabs. Uh, they're all Marshalls. I, I'm sure that sounded a bit like angle. But uh, one of the 1960A cabs that I have, um, I need those. Uh, I guess I'll go over what's in those and everything. Well, I like a. I, I'm starting. I, I love the look of a straight cab. I, I just. I think it just looks. It looks menacing. It looks um, something about it. Also, kind of looks a bit more industrial or whatever. Like I really like how, um, maybe industrial is not the word, utilitarian, I don't know, something about them, they just, um, in a very positive way, they look like there's no design or engineering that's gone into them, that's obviously not true when you look at a, a, a straight cab, there, they actually, there is a bit of an angle to the, um, to the baffle, uh, at least nowadays, but, um, other than that, yeah, they just look like it's a fucking box with speakers in it. And, and I, I love that. I love that so much. However, there's, uh, two pretty major problems that come from the straight cab uh, design and actually something I hope we can maybe figure out one of these days, um, or maybe someone already has, I'm not sure, but, um, so the, uh, straight, straight cab, uh, the two problems is one of them, there's not enough of an angle, um, so those speakers are pointed, uh, at your knees and your butt, and no sound is reaching your head. And that's a, that's a pretty big problem, especially for guitar speakers, the front side of guitar speakers, which are, um, so focused, uh, they, they, the, the sound seems to just kind of laser beam out of, out of those, uh, out of those speakers. So when it's not pointed towards your head, you're not getting any sound from that. Um, you're only getting ambient sound, which quickly gets drowned out when the rest of the band kicks in. Um, that's a big one. The other one is something I actually had no idea about until I was watching a deep dive video on Vintage 30s. And it, and um, it was with Nolly and uh, some other guy that I've seen some videos of. And um, they were talking about testing 
the speakers and and one of the things that they pointed out was uh when the speaker is in the the bottom half of the angled cab or in the straight cab you get these weird standing waves because um the speaker is is basically um on the same plane as the as the back panel of the cab and you get these standing waves in there that um apparently notch out uh pretty good amount of the low mids or whatever so not very good for a guitar uh to just get rid of basically where we live um let's see here so the angled cab is a way to avoid that um and uh yeah so those are the two big reasons why i'm grabbing that uh cab today um, the other thing is that cab, my angled cabs, um, they are, uh, they're at 16 ohms and they are with, uh, some vintage made in the UK G1275s. I say vintage, they're from, uh, they're from the, the early 90s, which I guess is kind of vintage at this point, but, um, uh, whatever. I don't know, stuff from the 90s just doesn't seem vintage to me. Like, I understand that, you know, hell, my my double neck is now th- a 30-year-old instrument. It's made in 1992. So, but I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem vintage. Even the 80s doesn't really seem vintage, but I don't know. Um, anyway. Oh, goodness, what's wrong with me? I guess I, like, haven't talked at all today, so that must be the problem. Well, I have, but, you know, I guess I took a bit of a break from it. Anyway, rambling. But it has those speakers. Um, oh, that's right. It's a, They're in an X pattern. It's the vintage G1275s, made in U- UK ones, and, uh, um, and then greenbacks. Um, I have those in the, sh- in the angled cabs. I fucking, I have no, no idea why I did that, to be honest with you, uh, I need to change those out, but whatever, uh, I really need, um, a full set, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, um, uh, am the proud fucking derm lord, uh, uh, I own two, count them, two full stacks, so yes, I have four fucking Marshall cabs, there's no reason for it, but I love it, and anyway, but, um, I love cabinets, I, I love speaker caps, it's, it's, um, it is the, what is it, I think it's the picture, I saw a picture of Zach Wild when I first started playing guitar, I saw a picture of Zach Wilde, um, playing on a stage, and, I didn't even know there were that many cabinets in the world. And um, it, it was amazing. As I got older, that that image is something that's always stuck with me. I'm sure none of them had speakers in them, but I don't give one fuck. It looks cool as shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right, uh... But yeah, so I love my cabs. I love having them. Um, I love having different speakers in them. Um, and 
and uh, yeah, I tend to just get Marshall cabs because that's those are the ones that I can find. So those are the ones that I can afford, and I think that they're the ones that also sound that that sound good. Um, they're a great middle of the road product. Uh, and that's actually, I feel like that's where I like to hang out. Um, gone are the days of me like trying to jank shit together in order to make it, uh, sound like something or to, uh, just try to find some kind of weird tone. I'm not really into jank anymore. Um, I love, uh, the, I guess like just easily accessible gear that, that I can get a good sound out of, but then I can also do whatever I want, um, out of that. Um, yeah, I suppose that's that. I don't know where I went for a moment there. Just talking about my cabs. Goodness. Well, anyway, I need to, eventually I need to do the, um, I need to have a, a one, a, a, a straight and an angled cab of the Greenbacks and the uh, G1275s, and then I need to do a, um, a straight and an angled cab of, uh, I really like Creambacks, but I also really love Vintage 30s. Um, I have some Creambacks. Um, but I would love like four vintage thirties to do an X pattern of vintage thirties and cream backs. I think that would be so fucking sick. Uh, and, uh, but that's, you know, one day whenever I get like $400 just to throw away at, um, speakers, you know, I will do that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, also, uh, another reason for grabbing this cab, though. The fourth secret reason is, um, I guess that's, a. Uh, I've been playing through Greenbacks at, um, over at the rehearsals. The cab that they have there has a couple of Greenbacks in them. So, you know, why fuck with that sound too much? Um, I have not been super happy with the super small... Um, I, I have this really small Avatar 112 cap with the, that's ported, and I have a um, I have like a '89 uh, EVM in there, and it sounds fantastic, but if uh, if it's not mic'd up and going through the PA, I, I just can't hear it. So we're gonna be at the poor house. That stage is definitely large enough that I could get away with something. But I think with having another guitarist on the stage and synths and everything, I feel like I'm going to get pretty buried. So I'm hoping that using the angled cab um, is, is going to, you know, it's going to do what I need it to do. All right. Uh, man, that was a whole lot about speakers and cabs and all kinds of stuff. Um, so... Let's see. Oh yeah, what's the rest of the gear that we're using tonight? Um, I've I've got um, I have an interesting I have an interesting rig. Uh, I'm playing six string guitars. Um, I'm playing Gibsons, and I'm using a uh, 
a 412. So we're already in pretty, pretty major boomer territory. Um, I'm also playing, uh, let's see here, the pedals, my, my pedals are, uh, I have a volume pedal and then I have one of the boost pedals that I made, um, but running it off of a battery. So that's pretty boomery, not a whole lot of pedals. Um, but then I'm using the, the Fractal AX8, my trusty AX8, uh, which is, um, so that's going into the boost, going into the volume, and then going into the, uh, the effects return of my car El Moto, uh, which is a 50 watt, um, tube rectified, and, uh, I'm actually playing it in a, a, a cathode bias mode, which brings it to, uh, like 40 watts or whatever, um, EL34, uh, amp, um, and, uh, let's see here, but the, the AX8 is doing the preamp, uh, it's doing a guitar preamp, and all of my effects, um, the boost is literally just a solo boost, um, a nice analog solo boost to, uh, four solos, um, to literally bring the volume up, which I can do because I have an entire signal chain comes before that. So pretty cool thing. Um, Adam does that in, in the band. He actually, um, uh, also uses one of my boosts and, um, I was blown away at how nice it sounded with the AX8. I, I didn't try that at all. Um, I just used it to beat the shit out of an analog, out of a tube, uh, amp, amp, uh, preamp, right? But the way he was using it is just a very clean boost, um, was really inspiring. So I've got mine on the, on the board now and, um, yeah, I was really happy with it when I was testing it today. Um, I'll just have to remember to use it. Uh, for for my solos and everything. Um, okay, uh, but yeah. So the AX8. Wowzers! I think that's four. Uh, the AX8 though is let's see here. So I'm trying to remember what my effects are um, and what order they go in. Um, I have uh, so I know in the front there's a, a drive and, uh, there's an over, there's like a fuzz and it's a, it's a, it's a bit crushing or a bit crushed fuzz sound. Use that for a couple of songs that want this kind of strange synthy guitar thing, kind of broken guitar kind of sound. Um, I think that's the only thing I use that's in front of the amplifier. So then, um, I'm going, it's going into, uh, an always on, uh, high watt, uh, preamp, um, that's set for, um, uh, you know, I guess a a decent amount of gain. I have a a gain boost that's foot switchable on the AX8 for that. And that kind of pumps it up for the real rocking sound. Um, and then, uh, settings on that it's it's a pretty it's a very good rock and roll sound it's probably a a bit higher gain it's probably closer to something from like the darkness or whatever um 
where it's like an old school sound, but it's maybe a little bit goosed a little bit more. Um, like a vintage metal sound. But still bright and clear and articulate and everything. It's not like the fuzzed out like orange thing or whatever. Um, okay. And I use the high watt style uh, because Adam uses a, a, a fantastic sounding Marshall thing. So I wanted kind of a different texture in the distortion um, than what he's doing. Uh, uh, I'm a big high watt. I, I probably would have went to just an 800 or a plexi style thing like he's doing. Um, but I feel just kind of break up the sounds a little bit more. I feel like using high watt, which is the other flavor of, 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 of that kind of thing. Um, I felt like made a lot of sense to me. So after that, um, uh, it goes into, I don't remember the order, but there, uh, there's a tremolo, uh, there's a pretty thick reverb. There's a delay, um, a chorus, and a flanger. Um, and uh, I think those are all things. The reverb is something that they use in the... Uh, like, that's kind of a... a the, the, the reverb and the trem are important things to uh, certain songs. But the, the flanger, the chorus, and the delay were things I just added in to... Uh, differentiate myself from what Adam's doing. Um, he does, from what I gather in in uh, you know his playing and stuff in the band. At least for these gigs that we've been practicing for, um, he doesn't really have a whole lot of those sounds. Um, and uh, I thought it would be fun if I did that. So there you go. Um, alrighty. Well, I'm here grabbing the cab, so I will take a quick break. And then uh, come back with some more um, more tone tidbits, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Echoness the Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Sharp. I'm doing a second take on this episode uh, because apparently I didn't save it the first time. So here we go again, probably for the best also. Um, unfortunately... I, I do these kind of infrequently enough that I forget how to uh, sometimes do the intro, sometimes just start rambling about shit. So usually the second time is a bit more focused. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it as a, as a blessing in disguise. All right, so I am now uh, headed to the poorhouse um, for a 6 p.m. load-in playing with the pseudo cowboys tonight uh, playing with them again tomorrow um humble brag i am uh, uh so today i was picking up a cabinet um because i wanted one of my my angled marshall cabs um and uh also wanted one that had more of the rock and roll speakers in it so uh like at my house right now um, I have a bunch of EVM style speakers. I have some EVMs, and then I have uh, some overtoned audio, Thick Boys. Um, those are my favorite speakers in the world, but they are expensive and heavy, and I need to figure I need to figure that shit out. 
Um, uh, also, I don't, uh, uh, I need an angled cab. I'm sick of not being able to hear myself on stage. So, really looking forward to that. Um, but I wanted my, uh, my cab that had the rock and roll speakers in it. And the rock and roll speakers for me, um, uh, greenbacks are a big one, which, uh, those cab, my angled cabs, um, have greenbacks and they also have, um, uh, in each cab, a pair of, uh, early nineties G1275s. Um, what's really cool about those is they're made in the UK G1275s. Um, even cooler than that is they sound fantastic. Um, the guy who I bought them from, uh, got them, uh, a year or two ago. Um, he was out in, uh, Eastern North Carolina and he said he used to do a bunch of hardcore and metal shows, um, for years with that, uh, with, um, with, uh, with the cab that had the, those four speakers in it. And, um, man, that thing smelled like a fucking, uh, it, it smelled like, um, it just, it smelled like a cigarette, just a giant smoked cigarette. Ooh, fire trucks. Coming up a hill. Now that is crazy. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yes, cabs and speakers. Um, so I cleaned it out, uh, I don't even know how much baking soda I used cleaning that cab, and the speakers, the speakers just smelled like smoke too, so I fucking put, um, I put it only on the top of the, uh, of, of the cone and everything, trying to, you know, just do my best, um, but ultimately, uh, the speakers got so little of that stuff on it that, I don't think it was effective. However, the cab seemed to prove to be pretty effective on the cab. Uh, the best medicine seemed to be leaving it in the storage room, um, where they could, uh, where the the cab and the speakers could just air out. And so I did that, and yeah, that was cool. But those speakers sound really, really good. They are broken in, um, and uh, on top of being broken in. They've got age on them. They're just old. So the paper has been able to dry out. Um, the I don't. I wonder if the magnets get weaker or not. Um, I have no idea. It might be like that they technically do, but it's like an imperceptible thing to us. I don't know. Whatever's going on, though. Um, they just, they sound older, and they sound used, and they sound really nice. Uh, the, the greenbacks are much newer. They are, um, with, uh, you know, with any luck, they're made close to 2001? Is that when the production shifts over to China? 2001, 2002, 2003, it's something like that. So... You know, those speakers might be close to 20 years old with any luck, but more than likely they're not. Um, I actually, for some reason, I have the date, I have the year 2011 in my head with those speakers. I'm not sure if that was me checking a date code, 
Oh shit, I'm actually supposed to be going straight here, so that's interesting. Well, looks like I am turning here now, so whatever. Oops. Um, well, that's the beauty of GPS, though. It, it, it reroutes you. Uh, so, anyway, I really, really like the combination of greenbacks and G1275s. Um, for me, it reminds me a lot of, like, a Led Zeppelin thing. Uh, green, uh, I'm not sure, actually, if Jimmy Page was ever using greenbacks. I, I know Page more for using, uh, I believe it's G1275s with the Marshalls. Um, so, um, excuse me, y'all, I don't know, I like the way they sound, they're not good for metal, like, I'll give people that, but I think they're a, a fine sounding speaker. The modern ones, the modern, or the ones that I have historically known, which has been the mid-2000s to the, um, uh, well, really, it's it's later than that, I suppose. But I don't know; those speakers just don't sound good to me. Um, and uh, I have a, a quad of them, and I'm debating on just putting them in a fucking cab just so that they're done. But man, I just—it seems like a waste of fucking time. I should just get rid of those speakers. However, it would literally just be throwing them the fuck out. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, actually, it's right. Now I think about it. It's right. Given there's a kid who works does some uh, not temp stuff, but he's a, a kid at the amp shop. I should probably see if he needs some speakers. Anyway, um, so oh, this is fun. Um, going down memory lane right now. <laughs> Not, if only the street was named that, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, 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 I took a wrong turn and I'm now driving down uh, where Keith used to live. So this is pretty cool. Uh, goodness gracious, what am I, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Okay, so uh, let's go over the gear for tonight. Um, we're eight and a half minutes into this podcast and we're finally talking about something interesting. Um, so using a bunch of boomer shit, uh, mixed with what the kids like. So, uh, I guess we'll just go through the entire signal chain. Um, it starts off pretty fucking boomery. Um, 2000, oh shit, I can't remember now if it's, I think it's a 2005. 2005 Gibson Les Paul Standard. Uh, you can't beat it. That's actually the backup guitar because the main guitar is even more boomery with a Gibson ES-335. So, yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't know which one's more boomery, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, got the semi-hollow with the Gibson Classic 57s uh, in the 335. That guitar really sounds fantastic. Uh, It kind of only does one thing, which is vintage-style sounding, you know, uh, Gibson tones, um, especially softer 335 kind of things. Um, but it, it sounds fantastic in 
in a band like the Pseudo Cowboys. Um, it just it fits right where it needs to. The Les Paul has uh, the uh, the more that's the standard ones, right? The the five hundred, the four ninety something, and like the five hundred or whatever. Um, and you know, uh, I don't know what it is about those pickups. Uh, they sometimes I hear them and I'm like, that's a great sound, and then other times I'm just like, these are total trash. Um, it seems to be whenever I'm playing it, it sounds like trash, uh, which is pretty unfortunate, but whatever. I don't know if they like just don't jive with me, or if I just don't have them set right. Like maybe I need them far from the strings or something. I don't know. But I never seem to get them to sound clear and open. And I feel like I've, I've heard them sound clear and open. Um, so, I don't know. Whatever. But, um, anyway. Uh, so that's what's in those guitars. Uh, they all, both of those guitars have uh, locking tuners. Um, because... Just more boomer shit, I guess, you know. You just want that um, security or whatever there. Even though the guitar still got a tune like motherfuckers. I'm playing slide tonight, too. I don't even know what kind of slide I have. I know it, it's it's metal. Uh, it's kind of... I don't know if it's bronze or brass or something. It's not um, silver, though, or whatever. It's kind of a... More gray metal. Um, okay, so moving on from there... We go into an AX-8, so immediately we're hitting uh, the modern technology. So the Fractal AX-8, and I'm using that for, uh, uh, that's my main, that's my uh, main gain machine, I suppose. So I'm using it uh, as the amp simulator. I'm using it as all of my effects um, and, and a tuner, right? Um, so it's a, a high watt preamp. Um, there's like a, a bit, uh, a hard, hard fuzz bit crusher that, that, uh, you know, simulated thing that's in front of the, the amp sim, um, that, um, uh, yeah, and then I have a, a gain switch for the amp that's foot switchable because it's the future, and I have a, a fake amp with fake amp gain with, and then with a boost switch, which is amazing. Um, that hits then, uh, goes into, a, you know, delay, reverb, tremolo, chorus, flanger. I don't remember the order. It's not exactly that. Um, oh, and a rotary, uh, thing. Um, there's a couple of songs where they wanted like an organ sound and, uh, but with like some, some cool keyboard, like some, you know, much more technical keyboard playing than I can offer. So I was like, we'll do a fake organ sound on with the rotary and I'll just, I can play closer to what you need on the, on the guitar. So it's all fucked up, but whatever. Uh, that hits the effects return of, um, my car El Moto, uh, which is a tube buffered effects loop. Um, and, uh, it is a, uh, I have it set right now as a, about a 40 watt amp, a cathode bias and tube rectified. 
Um, um, yeah, I'm just using the power section of the amp. I wanted to do like a four cable method, but uh, I I don't know. It's I've got the AX8. You know what's the what's the point really? It they you know it's gonna sound really good either way. So I'm gonna use less cableage, I guess. Um, let's see here. It's it definitely is fucked up though that I have like a like something I would consider like a legendary amp, and I'm fucking just using it to run my my pedals into but whatever it's the future get with it old man um the ax8 actually i forgot a couple of things uh the ax8 hits um one of the boost pedals that i made and i'm using it literally as just a solo boost so it's like a, a you know what a, a small db um you know boost to like literally just have the solo come come up uh, the boost pedal I made also kind of has a natural, um, like low end kind of, sh- um, shelving. Is that the right word? Like it, it kind of gets rid of some of the low end. So it kind of, it's great for, uh, acting as like a solo boost. It doesn't get rid of it completely, completely like a tube screamer. Um, in, in fact, I wouldn't say it really gets rid of the low end more as it, the, the high end is just so clear and present that it, it, it just really kind of jumps out. Uh, that's not me trying to sell my pedals, <laughs> even though it is, but whatever. Um, but that hits, uh, uh, an Ernie ball volume pedal. And that's for kind of the organ thing, trying to do the swells and shit that then hits the, um, effects loop of the car Elmodo. And then, um, yeah, into the, uh, Marshall, uh, 1960 a cab with, uh, 90s G1275s and uh, modern made in China uh, greenbacks uh, in an X pattern, and that's my guitar rig um, for the night. Uh, I don't I don't use the guitars for changing tunings or anything like that. Um, it's a uh, it's uh, one's the uh, uh, this could be a backup. Maybe I should do that though. I would probably make that maybe it would make that go faster. I don't know. We, there's like a in the set um we do i think we there's like it's two times in the set where there's like these three songs that are all in drop d and so maybe i should just like do that you know have one of them in the standard one of them the drop i don't know whatever um yeah uh rambling 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 Okay, now I'm finally on the road to the gifts of the poorhouse. After taking the wrong turn. Um, so along with playing guitar, uh, I have some singing stuff. Um, and maybe even more wild than that is I have some keyboard stuff. Um, and if, uh, if someone has seen Echo Nest, um, over the past year, uh, Echo Ness has some keyboard stuff in it, but it's kind of few and far between, and uh, I think I even use more of the foot pedal stuff, uh, the, the foot manuals, more than the uh, actual, uh, you know, keyboard manual. Uh, so, uh, 
but it's it's really fun doing all that stuff. Um, Cedar Cowboy, it's it's amazing. Um, this band is, I mean, it's a it's a rock and roll band. There's funk elements, there's rock elements, but it's like it's, and we're doing like pretty much almost entirely original music. Song structures are like not anything. There's nothing like crazy, and even like the chord changes, everything's just very nice. But this is like the most difficult uh, band, the most difficult music stuff I, I have to do. And I think it's because I have to do so much. Um, it's one thing to play guitar um, and sing, you know, that's like, that's kind of cool. But then you throw keyboards into the mix and now you're switching between them. Oh, I forgot, I'm also auxiliary percussion. I play cowbell a few times. So there's so much stuff that goes into a pseudo cowboys performance um i'm sure i tell the story every time but uh whatever it's uh for me it's a great one but literally uh, tried to get out of doing the first first few gigs with them that I, i've done um because i didn't realize how challenging it was going to be it's it's gnarly um but uh you know, some you got to step up sometimes for for your homies. So uh, I really tried to get out of it, but um, when I was like, maybe you guys should just do it as a three piece. Um, they, they didn't really seem interested. You know, it's, I, they didn't seem interested in that really. In terms of in terms of like, you know, that's not what we're trying to do. And I was like, all right, well. Um, yeah, y'all are lucky. Uh, I dig you guys. <laughs> now I actually have to work and get shit. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just they're such good people that it's it's uh, you know it's it's worth doing all that stuff for them. Um, and I enjoy it too. I mean, you know, like selfishly, it's it's very fun. It's 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 a great challenge, and I always feel good whenever I, I'm able to you know, get parts right in that band and everything, and the brain hurts afterwards, such a brain workout, um, yeah, you know, just all that shit, uh, another yawn, let's see here, we're like 20 minutes in, fuck it, that's good enough, right, so some quick Echo Nest stuff, um, currently, we are still recording, we did a, uh, um, uh, I went in to track some guitars on a song, uh, and, um, probably track guitars for about four hours, literally got from second marker 24 to, from, from minute marker, you know, 24 seconds in to one minute in. 20 seconds. I think it's 24 and then 124. I like it's literally 60 seconds of material was all I was able to record. It's fucking pathetic. Um, so we're gonna have to step that game up a little bit. Uh, but whatever, we'll get it. Um, and um, uh, booking shows. Uh, I'm trying to book shows right now. think I need to reach out to some people and just be like, I fucking just help. I need, I need 
shows. I need some gigs. <laughs> Who's, who can help? Um, we are also releasing uh, a live album. The plan is to release it on Halloween. Um, I am dragging my feet, putting everything together. But you know that's that's what's going to happen. I, I suppose from time to time. Um, but we have we actually have artwork and stuff. We're going to be load, uh, uploading it to uh, Bandcamp. I think I might put a couple of like the the better songs on uh, Spotify, but for the most part, we're going to keep it on Bandcamp. And um, uh, yeah, use that to kind of fund some some whatever stuff and use it to uh, I don't know, just whatever. Have a good time. Oh yeah, we also have all the video from it as well, so we have like a, a long. You know, documentary of it um, that we're going to be posting online. So yeah, all fucking cool stuff. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, please follow. Well, follow Pseudo Cowboys, right? Um, and then find all the all the people uh, through that outlet. Um, but follow Echonest, right? And uh, follow myself, Warren Sharp, on all them social media bullshits. Um, uh, I, you know, just saying it, I'm sure every podcast podcaster says it, but it's just always good to hear it. Uh, those things, um, uh, sub- subscribing and following and all that shit is so good because it is a, a way that you can, uh, for no money, um, eventually, uh, and, and indirectly support us monetarily. Um, you know, as, as any kind of channel or account or whatever gets larger, uh, people eventually want to, they, they see you as being able to advertise and that gets you paid. So, uh, the best, best way that you can help any, uh, content creator or artist or whatever is to make sure that you stay up with, make sure you like any kind of thing that they're doing like that. So please follow uh, me and to Echo Nest and Pseudo Cowboys. Um, alrighty. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll call it there. (laughs) Alright, thanks so much. Later on.